0: Pro Football Focus did an NFL redraft recently, and we went over it. How many quarterbacks went into the top 10 of this redraft? And what were some of the surprises with cornerbacks? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day what's up locked on family let's get locked in welcome back to the locked on nfl draft podcast your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm your boy damian parson always on the ones and twos you can find and follow me on twitter at dp underscore nfl i'm a national scout over with the draft network as well as the host of the locked on clemson podcast and guys we always tell you how much we appreciate and love y'all for making Locked on NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day, Monday through Friday, or whenever we drop these episodes. Thank you for being the family and the every single dayers. But as always, I can't talk about anything championship related. And this is the kind of a championship fun podcast we got. So I got to introduce my guy, the champ himself, Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU. You can find and follow him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's
1: up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, Senior Draft Analyst with the Draft Network, man, a 2019 national champ with those LSU Fighting Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, man, myself, Damian Parsons, your dynamic duo covering everything NFL Draft. We're here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. Like we always say, man, this don't stop, man. Me and DP, we don't sleep, man. But DP, listen, man, we're taking a, a, a slight of a break, from the scouting notebook, right? Because, you know, you use on Instagram, you're scrolling a little bit and you came across pro football focus. So PFFs, they did a, a NFL redraft, right? So if you take all the players and you throw them back into a pool and you you redraft them, right? Um, They did a redraft. And so we wanted to go through that. We know we had mock draft Monday yesterday, but we have another, this, Kind of another mock draft Tuesday, right? We kind of switched it up a little bit. We thought right. this would be some some summertime fun to get after. So, DP, why don't you kick it off with reading the, the, the list of
0: names off? Like, like we do every mock draft review, we go picks one through ten. And, guys, at number one, the, the, I'm going to say San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers select Patrick Mahomes, quarterback. Uh, number two, the Minnesota Vikings select Josh Allen. Number three, the Los Angeles Rams select quarterback Joe Burrow. Uh, number four, the New York Giants select quarterback Justin Herbert. At number five, we have quarterback Trevor Lawrence to the Houston Texans. At number six, ooh, Lamar Jackson and Andy Reid in Kansas City. Number seven, Tua gets replaced by Jalen Hurts. At number eight, we have Justin Jefferson to the Dallas Cowboys. At number nine, the uh, Denver Broncos select Micah Parsons and the number 10, the da- uh, not Dallas Cowboys. Jeez. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders select Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. Keith, where where, where are we starting in this? Cause this is a, there's a lot to, to unpack here.
1: Yeah. If, if I had to say anything DP, I, I would, you know, the people over at PFF and I'm not sure who created it. Right. Because it, it just says PFF NFL podcast. Um, we gotta make our mind up on Dak Prescott, right? I like guess is, is he a bad quarterback, <laughs> a good quarterback, an average quarterback? Because right here he's going at pick 10, right? And and there's still a lot of premium defensive players on the board at that wow. time right a lot of offensive weapons and so half of the NFL think Dak Prescott sucks right and he should be kicked out of the Dallas Cowboys I mean you know not be a starting quarterback pretty much right and then some people like him and then some people you know you it's just a variance and I'm I PFF because I feel like this like they they also you know and we have to criticize PFF cuz that's just the people that made it you know what i'm saying like i just wonder what was there um their thought process behind sending Dak Prescott, number 10 of the Las Vegas Raiders, because that pops off, you know, like, like that's, that's big to say that you still think in, in really DP looking at this, right. There's no, like we're not drafting team needs, right? Like this is basically like if you was on Madden in franchise mode and you just pick your top. So basically you're saying Dak Prescott is a top 10 player in the NFL in a sense. And, and I mean, I know there's some variance for positional mm-hmm. value, right. But that's kind of what I'm pulling from this, and I was not expecting that. And I like that, I like that Prescott as a quarterback, I just am not expecting him to go top 10.
0: Yeah, no, no, I I was not either, just because of how the discourse around him has been. It's been so volatile, you know what I mean? Like, it's when he's playing well, I mean, you can say it's for like that with any player, but with Dak, and I'm, I'm gonna say what it is, Keith. It's because he plays for the Cowboys. That's yeah, all it, it is. That, that is a big part of it because,
1: you know, they are like, man, he doesn't perform well in the playoffs, and then they beat the Bucs, and it was like, oh, that was a bad Bucks team. You know what I'm saying? When some people still <laughs> predicted them to beat the Cowboys, but he didn't make it to the Super Bowl, right? Because it was like, this is Tom Brady, so I agree with you.
0: No, nah, it, it's it's the Dallas bias, you know, in a negative sense, right? And then I look at, you know, it's just – like I said, he, he's not a guy that – he doesn't He doesn't talk a lot in the media. He's very, like, people call him a company man because he doesn't really shake the tree or ruffle any feathers. You know, Aaron Rodgers, we've been begging for him to get receivers in Green Bay for years. But when Dak Prescott literally does not have enough receivers, well, like, it's Dak Prescott's fault. Like, it's just, it's, the discourse is wild. I got, for me, my biggest takeaway is number six, Andy Reid coaching up Lamar Jackson. Let me tell you something, man. The NFL don't want that. The NFL don't want that problem, bro. (laughs) I'm just just calling the spade as spade. The NFL does not want Andy Reid devising plays and designing plays and and him and Eric B. Enemy and that brain trust that they had in Kansas City for these past couple years while Patrick Mahomes has been there. You don't want that same creative play caller with that level of athlete that is Lamar Jackson. Like, you just don't. Right, yeah. like you, we absolutely do not want this. I no, mean, I definitely... want it because I'm a Lamar Jackson guy. I want it, but y'all, I'm telling you, NFL don't want this problem, man. No,
1: that that that'll definitely be fun to watch, and I think it would be Andy Reid would be excited about it, right? Because he'd be like, okay, this is something I never had. Like he had, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes, mobile quarterback. Then you had he had Donovan McNabb, mobile quarterback, Alex Smith you know, mobile-ish quarterback, yeah. but he never had Lamar Jackson, right? Like, he never had that type of caliber athlete who is potentially the best athlete on the field, you know? So you can just imagine the type of things that he'll he'll dial up. I want to ask you this too, DP, real quick before we transition. We're, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, Patrick Mahomes went number one, Josh Allen went number two, Joe Burrow went number three. Consider because this is going to be a contention point, right? This is a conversation piece. Would you take Josh Allen over Joe Burrow? Oh, not, matter, matter of fact, who are you taking? Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? If you're sitting there number two and in this draft order, the Minnesota Vikings are number two. Are you taking Josh Allen or are you taking Joe Burrow?
0: That's tough. I'm, I'm leaning. I, I go Josh uh, just from the, the rushing upside, the arm talent, all the things that he already has in his bag and how he's learned the game and gotten better. And – for me, it's like that—that that ability to make you play eleven on eleven, like just like we talking about with Lamar Jackson, like Josh Allen's that he isn't that level of caliber of athlete. But what he's going, to, especially in the red zone, the power run game—if you know—if we can't run the ball, which I don't want to run him like how Buffalo runs him. But I got I, for me, it's got to be Josh Allen. I love what Joe Burrow is able to do what he what he is. But just the tool, I'm a tools guy. So like having Josh Allen and that arm talent, that running, that running ability, and the ability to stretch the defense at all three levels, like truly be able to throw bombs and everything anywhere, make all the throws. And we use that phrase a lot. But Josh Allen can make every single throw in the book. Like Joe Burrow, arm talent wise, I don't think he can make every single throw in the book. He can make a lot of high level NFL throws. So it was a little tough looking at those two being so close together. But I lean to, to Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, I, so I'm I'm with you <clears throat> on the the tools part, right?
0: I could do more. I could do more from a creative creativity standpoint, offensively, with Josh at the helm than with Joe.
1: Okay, I I feel that. I feel that. But is there an element of Joe just get the job done? Like like I I does, yes. that that's the part, right? Like he he's been where Josh Allen hasn't been. You know what I'm saying? Like in this year, he was a play away. I think it was the the um kind of rough in the past or the, the late hit out of bounds yeah, right yeah. by one of the young guys, I think Joseph Osai for the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, you know, he was a play away from going back to the Super Bowl. And I just noticed that the pressure this year, and we're gonna talk about it because we're gonna have some fun things when we get into our NFL training camp stuff. Um the pressure is going to shift to Josh Allen, right? Like there has to be success, you know, AFC Championship Super Bowl appearances, right? Like there, there has to be a Super Bowl appearance coming really soon for Josh Allen. But DP, look, we, that was picks 1 through 10, man. And if that picks 1 through 10, I know 11 through 20, 21 <laughs> is going to be more crazy. And it's probably probably going to get a little angry, right? Um, So coming up next, man, let's go through picks 11 through 20 in this PFF NFL redraft.
0: Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. You heard me correct up to $200. That's right. You just need to bet 20 bucks, $20, 20 big ones and you'll land $200 back in bonus bets and the kicker, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, guys. So, And that's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you believe is going to hit the first home run. All of this on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You know my slogan. No stress, no mess. Plus, the best part is when you win, you get paid instantly right away at that moment. There's no better place to bet on all the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on because FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Picks 11 through twenty at number eleven, the the PFL and PFS redraft guys they have the uh, calendar Panthers selecting defensive end Miles Garrett at twelve. They have Jamar Chase teaming up with Justin Jefferson for looks like in Chicago with those Bears at number thirteen. They have the Cleveland Browns uh, instead of since they lost Nick uh, Miles Garrett, they're getting Nick Bosa uh, defensive end number fourteen. The Bengals uh, taking Sauce Gardner cornerback. Number 15, Chris Jones, defensive tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs, is now a Washington commander. At number 16, the Tennessee Titans go edge with T.J. Watt. Number 17, Christian Wirth's uh, offensive tackle to the Pittsburgh Steelers. At number 18, the Seattle Seahawks select Tyreek Hill. At number 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers add A.J. Brown to their wide receiver core. At number 20, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive lineman, headed to New York with those J-E-T-S Jets. At number 21, Patrick Sertan, the second, is a Detroit Lion. Wait, yep, and I'm going to stop there because I was supposed to stop at 20. But you get a little peek at 21. Keith i was rolling i was rolling because nah, he was I, I was trying
1: to see where he was gonna stop i'm like he's gonna go i was I was it. hoping
0: you would have stopped me because i was about I, to go I'll, all the way to 32
1: yeah I, I figured that was coming up. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna jump in here <laughs> i'm gonna jump in here dp I, and i know this was it went kind of a viral situation because you called me and was like hey did you see this on twitter but this is directly where i'm going dp i'm about to jump in the smoke too man sauce Gardner, pick 14 to the cincinnati Bengals. I can't buy in on it that high. I'm I'm and listen, uh, cause I know some people, man, you're hating on sauce. I am not a hater of Sauce Gardner. I think he is a good corner, but you're talking about a second-year a second-year guy um who's played in one scheme specifically, right? Who hasn't seen high-level moments. Um because like I said, this is basically when you're when you're drafting guys, right? Because there's no other team. For them to fit in like, like the rest of the team is not filled out the rest of the roster is not filled out. So this is almost like a, a rankings type situation. And if you tell me that Saul's is the 14th best player in the NFL, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going with it. And then also, we can get into draft conversations of cover three corners versus man corners. We've talked about this already, right? Like, I don't know if I would value that skill set. Matter of fact, I know. I don't want to say I don't know. I do know. I would not value that skill set so high. So, DP, if you ask me, the number one thing that jumps off to me um, from picks eleven through twenty is the sauce gardener, to, like pick fourteen, like that. Like that's extremely high um, for that situation.
0: Now it, it is, and especially for me, and, and, and when I look at these young corners, because I'm him- looking- there's no I'm, tariq woolen in this. I'm I'm gonna let you guys know right now. Like Tariq Willen's not in this first in this first round 32, and Tariq Willen had almost identical season to sauce last year as rookies. DP, I'm looking
1: at it. He's the first corner off the board. Like mm-hmm. and, and that to me is extremely high. He's the first corner, and then you have to go seven more picks until you get to Patrick Sertan. And Sertain. I know you know if, if they're if we're talking about starting a franchise, obviously they're going with youth and things like that. I'm assuming that they're factoring those. Type of you know situation, but there are still a lot of young corners in the game. And like I said, just in comparison, I don't know if I would have taken him there because you still have a, a Chris Jones, right? Who went to the Commanders. You still have a TJ Watt. He's been injured. Tristan Wirfs, young offensive tackle, right? That's showing to be dominant. How about Tyreek Hill, right? Like one of the most unstoppable offensive weapons falling to eighteen. If I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm taking him right there, right? Like I'm, I'm not allowing one of the most dynamic offensive weapons to pass me by to to go with Saul's Gardner, going
0: and to add on to that this is the cincinnati Bengals we're talking about tj Watt has terrorized your division <laughs> like what do you like you because in in this situation keith like you said the, the rest of the team isn't filled out so what does that mean whatever pick you're making in this first round is your building block which is why we had what almost 10 quarterbacks going the first 12 picks because right. you're going ahead and getting your quarterback out the way to build around them right i'm not taking a corner over a TJ Watt. Oh, oh I, I'm a believer. I think that's Belichick's mindset. Belichick believes in building out the back end, uh, the, the, that the, the secondary is more important than the, than the pass rush. I'm the opposite. I'd rather have TJ Watt and Miles Garrett and Vaughn Miller than a star corner to build around because if I can pressure you with four, that means that my secondary doesn't have to cover as long. Now, I still want to get me a number one corner, don't get it twisted. But heck, if Tariq Woolen ain't in the first round, I could go T.J. Watt and possibly get Tariq Woolen in the second. Now I got me a CB1 and an Edge 1. You know what I mean? And I'm cooking. But that's what, for me, that that was, just to think about that, the fact that T.J. Watt's one of the more prolific pass rushers nope. since he's been drafted. And he's been in your division. And, and shout out to the BFF, it, NFL it. podcast.
1: Right, yeah, maybe they're factoring in the injuries. You know, like cause you can always throw that in there. But like I said, it's it, it's so difficult in these type of situations to factor in or predict injuries. So that's the only thing. But DP, what stuck out to you, picks eleven through twenty.
0: Man, oh man, it was a couple of different things, but I'm gonna go with twelve. Man, given just given given Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, because I'm assuming Justin Fields is still in this team. I don't know. But if Justin Fields is the quarterback, putting Jamar Chase – and it, it, like I said, the rest of the team is not filled out yet, but putting Jamar Chase in Chicago, that, that, that wipes away one of the biggest needs that you have to figure out right. is your number one wide receiver. You get you an elite caliber wide receiver that can play outside, can play in the slot, deep threat. He's a good route runner, incredible hands and ball skills. He's tough. He's physical. He's got that dog in him. He talks. More than a lot of receivers in the league, when especially when he's balling, you're gonna hear him, he's gonna be in your earpiece talking that, talking that talk, giving you that smoke. And like, this is a this is one of those guys that you build your offensive passing game around, right? Like, you, you get a Jamar Chase, and you're like, you know what, now all I gotta do is find a complimentary tight end, a complimentary slot, a complimentary Z, and they don't have to be the highest of tiers either. Like, you can kind of maybe wait a little, little bit, you know what I'm saying? But this is he's he's that guy that. Whoever's playing quarterback, that's their best friend. I think also that go back when we was talking about Burrow and 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 um, and Allen. I want to see Burrow without either Chase and Higgins together because he's got two number two essentially two wide receiver ones. So having Jamar Chase to the Chicago Bears, especially for a team that's been clamoring for a wide receiver, they got to be happy about that.
1: Yeah. I, I like it from the strategy. Of this you have a young, what Jamar is going into his third year, third, mm-hmm. third year. He's going into he's going, that was his this second, was like
0: year. 22, 23. He's like, Yeah,
1: so he, he's, he's, he's really young, right? So that, that's the first thing. Then, secondly, he not only is he really young, but he's proven that he can work with young quarterbacks, right? And then just his style, right? Like, his style is not based solely off separation but those one-on-one goal balls his ability to go up and get it over the cornerbacks that's an easy thing for quarterbacks right so like you said you draft Jamar Chase and then if you want to come back in a second or third round and grab you know a young quarterback like a Justin Fields or Kenny Pickett or you know what I'm saying like if you if you're if we're saying we're starting here and we're moving forward right like they may want a young quarterback that they feel like they can mold so I I like it from the sense of okay this is a guy that you can throw the ball up to and give him an opportunity to go catch it, right? Like just like everybody says about DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like he makes, you know, he makes the wrong right, and that's something that I always look for in players. Like if something is going wrong, you have the ability to make it right. And Jamar Chase is definitely um that type of caliber wide receiver. DP. That's picks eleven through twenty. Man, twenty one through thirty two are coming up next, and I'm because I'm, there's a lot of big names that just came off the board, so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see who they pull into this. Um, this bracket, right? Like into these next 10-11 picks um to kind of round this thing out uh um, moving forward. So coming up next, man, we're getting to picks 21 through 32.
0: Let's close this thing out. Let's hit the home stretch. I already kind of told you guys who was at 21 because I got ahead of myself last second. <laughs> 21 <laughs> Patrick Sertan is second to the Detroit Lions, and then with 22, the Buffalo Bills select offensive tackle. Andrew Thomas at 23, the Indianapolis Colts select. Deshaun Watson at number 24. The uh, Arizona Cardinals got a good linebacker for once. Fred Warner (laughs) um, at number 25. Oh, look at the Falcons going to get an edge. That's smart move. Max Crosby at number 26. The San Francisco 49ers still don't value quarterbacks because they go Dexter Lawrence defensive tackle and number 27 Quinnen Williams going to Philadelphia with those Eagles at 28 Garrett Wilson Wide receiver to the Baltimore Ravens at 29, Laramie Tunsil, offensive tackle to the New England Patriots. Uh, at number 30, Joey Bosa to the Jacksonville Jaguars. At 31, Penne Sewell, uh, offensive tackle to the New Orleans Saints. And at 32, Jair Alexander just keeps his same house because he stays with the Green Bay Packers. Um, the only thing I – real quick, I don't even know how they, f- they did this, like the draft order per se but it was very interesting to see the pitches at 29 and all that type of stuff. Uh, Cause I know it's not going on based off what's going to happen this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nah, so, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention to that. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go. My biggest takeaway, there were no quarterbacks, no quarterbacks picked 21 through 32. And I searched through the quarterbacks available. Right. And, and the, the, the best, uh, uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Deshaun Watson was at 23. But outside of that, I'm gonna tell you, two quarterbacks you didn't see that I don't know if you would not see if that makes any sense, right? The double negative that turned to a yeah, positive right. or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Aaron Rodgers, that's the big one, right? And then you maybe uh, um, a Matthew Stafford. Like, do. Do you mm-hmm. see? And, and the reason I'm saying that is this: that some teams may, may say, okay, if we're at the back end of the draft, we're just gonna go ahead and punch this thing in a win-now mode. And and that's kind of my 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 thought process is that if the Jets gave up what they gave up to get Aaron Rodgers for two three years, why wouldn't the team at the back end of the first round give up? You know, like like you're looking at, yeah. Good point. At, huh? Good point. Yeah, like what I mean, a team would just be like, for instance, Bill Belichick, right? Like, you know what? If I'm trying to win one without Tom Brady, let me go ahead and get Aaron Rodgers, right? Like I can build out the defense and I'll figure that part out. I've proven that I can coach defense. What I can't do is the offensive stuff, right? And and I understand that now. And just go get another Hall of Fame quarterback and you know, try to build out the rest of the team around him. So i I was interested by that. Like Deshaun Jackson, but then I mean, I said Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, that pick 23-24. And then there was no Matthew Stafford, and then more importantly, there was no Aaron Rodgers um, to round out the first round, which I think there would be a team that would take a gamble on.
0: No, no, you're right, and it, and it, like you talk about a team that should take a gamble. Twenty six, the Niners. Right. Let's go ahead and get you a solidified option. All right, that's not you know, just
1: bringing just, him back home and
0: like what do, like what are we doing? Like you know, I'm not you know instead of just you know. Brock Purdy and hoping that situation works out. Hope Trey Lance is healthy and maybe them two battle it out in camp. No, forget all that. Give me Aaron Rodgers with Kyle Shanahan de- designing plays and calling plays, and let's go ahead and try and get us a ring, baby. Let's go ahead and try two, two, two dudes: Kyle Shanahan, Aaron Rodgers, two of the best at what they do. Both of them need to prove, need to get another ring to really quiet some of the doubters that's been out there about them. And, and I feel like that, you know. But again. It's just the fact that they don't value quarterbacks clearly because they went defensive line instead of going with the Aaron Rodgers, or like you said, Matthew Stafford, uh to, to add to this. I think for me, man, looking at these Deshaun Watson standing in the, going back to the AFC South, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Going to the Colts and the the, the ability to play the rest of your career probably in Indy in the dome, right? Because I think. Yeah. Cause Houston plays in the dome. So he goes uh-huh. back to playing inside. And then he gets to face the team that like he had all these issues with and all that type of stuff, all the things that went on over the past, what, three years. And you can see him twice a season. Like the storylines write themselves. Like the storyline is just literally it's written for him to walk into that stadium once every year. And Go out there and say, you know what? I'm trying to put forty on y'all every single time. You know what I mean? Like, just go out there with that that type of attitude. That listen, because we, we see it all the time. Like players leave a team, and it's like even if if even in, if in the in the media, it's a cool departure, right? Like we know that this situation wasn't a cool departure. It was everything but. But even in, in those like face value, like oh yeah, everything seems cool. Then that player is that is week seven is like, Oh, I get to play y'all again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, everything ain't as cool as y'all it thought it was. It. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm like AJ Brown's like, Yeah, everything, everything's straight with Tennessee. Like, yeah, if they didn't want to pay me. That's fine. Come, you know, come week 14 or 13 or whenever he it was, it's 2022. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and try and drop 200, 200 receiving yards and three touchdowns on y'all and show you what you're missing with, you know, with not paying me. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, athletes need to get themselves uh, prep, you know, and, and pushed up for a game. So, that was one uh that, that stood out to me, but I will also say uh just Patrick Sertan, the second, man. For the Detroit Lions who have gone through cornerbacks and they've struggled besides, you know, big play Darius Slay, they've struggled to find a legitimate corner. And mm-hmm. for them to be able to snag one in this uh redraft, that's big time, man. A to young, get a guy that a a man a
1: man who could potentially be the best corner um, in the entire NFL for years to come, right? Because he's so young, whether he's going into his third year, I believe, uh,
0: third, right? uh, third or
1: four, yeah, third or fourth, yeah. one or two, yeah, going to he, he's, he's young too. And like you're like talking about a man to man, what you've seen, you've seen him run vertical with Tyreek Hill, you've seen him play against other big wide receivers, Devontae technically, Adams. Sound, yeah, Devontae Adams, technically, sound guy. So, yeah, I think you start with a building block like that, their defensive quarter, coordinator. Aaron Glenn he'll be happy right former cornerback um so he, he's gonna know what to do with that guy so th- I agree with you I think that Detroit Lions uh selection was a good one right because we like we said you kind of you're figuring that PFF they factor in age right um you know and things like that also like you have to factor in age and talent because you're kind of starting from this point moving forward and I think that's one of the better selections in this draft when you talk about the combination, but DP. I thought that was kind of fun, man. I, I thought that was rather fun. I, I thought I enjoyed it. Um, like you said, we had some really good talking points. Some, you know, it kind of Josh Allen over Joe Burrow type conversations. That'll be interesting. Tyreek Hill falling right. Um, how high is Sauce Gardner? We'll see. You know, he's going to have to prove a lot of doubt wrong. But I think that was a good conversation, man. Um, had a lot of fun. And then we're back to the scout notebook, but I wanted to do this. I know we're deep into the Scout and notebook, but i was like, man, let's, let's give our family something fun to talk about some engaging conversation. Like you said, if y'all want to go check it out for yourselves, y'all can go to pro football focuses, um, their Instagram and they, they post it on their Instagram. So if you want to see it for yourself, man, it has a ton of comments. It got a lot of attention. So, um, y'all definitely go check that thing out.
0: Nah, hundred percent. It was a very fun episode. Shout out to to the guys over on the Pro Football focuses NFL podcast guys. But you know, thank y'all as always. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. To get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Again, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. And like he said, the Scouting Notebook will open back up to chapter linebackers. We're going into those linebackers, man. And I'm not gonna lie, like I said, you know. A lot of talent. So this, this, I might have another statement. We might have another one, Keith. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Greater less than. I'm telling you right now. I'm vibing right now. So we we gonna see what what, what those linebackers are, what that discussion will look like tomorrow. And is is it better than 2023's linebacker? Like we'll talk about it tomorrow. But guys, uh, you know, you know, in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. Me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Talk to us because we talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast.